You're listening to the Bryony Kennedy Lifestyle Edit, brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. Welcome to episode five of the Bryony Kennedy Lifestyle Edit, and with me I have the beautiful Jack Thatcher. Thank you. Welcome to today. This is one of my most favourite things to talk about. I know, I know. The circular economy. Yeah. You're such, a, you're such a sustainability nerd, but that's a good thing. I know, I love it. I love it. I still remember mum telling me off when I was a little girl when the recycling bins became a thing and I would go through the trash pulling out everything that I felt she had put in the wrong bin. And, <laughs> you know, and she's like, this is disgusting. You can't be going through all of this. So I still remember that. It was just something that I've always really enjoyed. Um, so I thought today would be a really good way of just discussing all of the things circular economy, why I've started what I've started. Um, and I'd be interested to know from you too, like mm. what you look for mm. when you're, I suppose, trying a brand as well. Yes, mm. absolutely. And I suppose it's an interesting topic because, you know, just taking everyone back, when you first started with, you know, creating a dawn, that term circular economy or circular beauty didn't even exist. No, no, true. So this really did come from a passion. So why don't you kind of start off with the passion aspect of it mm. and that personal kind of story, I suppose, yeah. and then we can talk more about how this is now actually led to a company ethos. Yeah, I, look, at it, and you're right. Look, it wasn't... Um, I suppose, popular when I started 15 years ago. Um, it's good to see that it is now and, and whether brands genuinely believe in it or not, at least they're moving, making these shifts so that we as a whole planet can benefit. But for me personally, when I started the Adorn brand, I just wanted to create a luxury product that I enjoyed using um, but didn't feel guilty using. And for me personally, what that means is using something that, is minimal in all ways possible. I don't want an outside box. I don't want an outside plastic seal. I do not want something delivered to me with, you know, a box and then, I don't know, all these beanie things and then it's a tiny little tube of something. Mm -hmm. I don't want all, I don't want any of that. I just want what I need to use the product properly and get it safely. Um, and so Adorn, was always going to be a brand that we sold naked. And to clarify, we're not naked packing the products. It's the products that are naked themselves. So it's if you buy a jar of foundation, that's what you get. There's no plastic seal. There's no out-of-box. And so for me, we're minimising our footprint right at the very get-go because we're not even relying on recycling from that perspective. We are just not making it, which makes all of our precious resources, just stay where they need to be. Mm. For me, it's also looking at how do you provide that end-to-end -end solution. So, okay, they're now using a product, and this is when I'm looking for other brands for myself to use, whether it's food, hair care, whatever it is. It's about, okay, can I refill this now? Because you've, you've spent all this money in it and the packaging looks great and there's plastic that's already been made, resources already used. Can I reuse this now? And that's to me about whatever you create, keep it in the economy for as long as you can or being used in the economy for as long as it can. And that would be through repairing things or refilling things. That's, mm. you know, we, we very much for many, many years or even decades now move towards uh, everything that you buy breaks in a per certain period yes. of time. I get Very that, disposable economy. Yeah, that's it. And I get that's how pe people need to make their money. But, you know, ultimately it's about let's keep these things 
in the economy for as long as possible. So re repairing and refilling is something that I am really passionate about, but also where you can't do that, when it, like say a mascara or something like that, we do have a recycling program in place. So we do take responsibility for the products that we produce and give our customers that ability to send them back so that we can recycle them mm. with a company called TerraCycle mm. who, who turn those um, that plastic waste into things like outdoor uh, furniture, etc., which is amazing. I love that. Mm. Um, but I think it's also, people don't think of one other aspect is if you are producing, say, refills like we do with the refill makeup, obviously they go in like a little, a little sachet thing. So we then don't need to protect that as much as what we would if we sent you a jar or a foundation. So the refills not only keep a jar in the economy for a lot longer, uh, circular beauty, but it also means that your refills don't require as much packaging to get to you. Again, there's another saving there. We then don't need to buy as many jars because most of our customers have gone down the refill option, mm. which means we're saving on boxes and, um, you know, individual things that I have to get those jars to us safely mm. before they're even packed. Um, another thing that we've done to date is sold solely online, which means that we're saving on, I think, You've got to think of things like the petrol to get, you know, your products to all the different destinations that you're going to sell them in. You know, are those products going to sell? If they're not, then, you know, they end up, unfortunately, in the waste. So for us, controlling the sales of our brand from one central point really gives us the ability to ensure we're only producing what we need to sell mm. uh, rather than having excess and hoping we can sell it. And then, of course, you know, it ends up in the waste or, or, it, or it ends up going out of date before you've even done that. So... I have a very minimalistic approach to everything we do, minimal batches, uh, minimal packaging, um, and, you know, giving you just what you need to create better skin. Mm. And it must have been very difficult early on while I was um, for you because that was your approach, but mm. there weren't a lot of things in place. I mean, you could only do certain things. You had to kind of take it step by step. You just couldn't, you couldn't launch onto the market with that complete solution. And I'm sure there's even things now that mm. we still would like to do, but we have to kind of wait for the rest of the, you know, mm. the business, you know, community to catch up um, and making it more possible for small companies um, to do those things. So, for example, it's not when, you know, all companies want to return and recycle mm. um, program that all of a sudden becomes a viable, you know, um, affordable process for us yeah. to engage with rather than when you're the only one doing it yes. and it's, you know, really expensive or hard to do and not accessible. So at the beginning it must have been really tricky knowing that these were all the things that you mm. could see were possible but you had to wait for everybody to catch up. Yeah. Um, I, th I think, look, I think from an infrastructure point of view with, brands um, now, I think that it may be harder for them, even though there's more options now. Um, and it, it's sort of, and look, the reason for that is because they've, they've built their brand a particular way mm. and they're almost having to undo what yes. they've done. And so I think that that in a way is harder mm. than maybe even though I was a pioneer in this space and yes, it wasn't easy. I think what I really struggled with was not so much putting these things in place because I think if you, if the way you set out uh, is the way you want to be, then it becomes much easier than undoing things. But it was more the consumer 
uh, attitude towards it, I think, was yep. the biggest Education. hurdle for us. Yes, definitely. So not, not so much how to get it to work, um, but to educate people that, that, that this is okay to do it, mm. it's hygienic, um, and why. And, mm. you know, today we sell just as many refills as we do full size. So people obviously, you know, have always mm. come on board and under, understood it. But I think that was the initial thing because most people, when I mentioned this idea of refilling makeup 15 years ago, they're like, oh, no, wouldn't that be manky? The jar would be manky. Ooh. Like, mm. like, no, no, it won't be manky unless you're manky. I was going to say, unless you've been digging in the dirt yeah, before you refill yeah, the pot, but that's, you yeah, know, personal course, choice. Yeah, that's, well, that's <laughs> it. We know we're, I know we're minerals, but we're not, you know. But I think it's about, like, yeah, of course you clean the pot before you refill it, um, but it's about making things well and, and you know, making packaging that's not going to break um, or at least not going to break, you know, in the first sort of few months of using it so that you can refill it. But it was more the education piece for me um, and I think what the struggle would be now for these other brands is undoing, um, you know, the, the structures that they've put in place for so many years. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I think what was really key, I think, to provide consumer confidence or mm. providing that leadership as a brand yes. to make people think, oh, um, this person's got something different to say and interesting to say. And I think the real key thing for the brand very early days um, before all that education could kind of really kickstart in the way that we do now, in the way that, you know, we use the Facebook page, mm. the way we use YouTube, our YouTube channel and all those things as mm. part of our big education arm of what we do, was getting the certifications very early on yes. for the brand. So by you kind of going hell for leather and that is not a cheap thing to do. It's mm. a big investment from a business to do that. But by you, you know, making sure that the, the brand was cruelty-free and vegan and, you know, all the other certifications mm. that you had, I think that was very key early on in saying something different about how you were approaching the production and distribution Absolutely. of the products. And then when you started to get that audience, mm. then you were able to go, okay, I've got your attention, now mm. here's something else. That's it. And I think for me, yeah, definitely um, 15 years ago, it was like, how can I stand out against, you know, these multi-million dollar brands? And, uh, you know, the way I did that was get those third-party accreditations to endorse you know, what I was saying, because of course we're going to be passionate about our own brands and say all the right things. But I think for me it was, okay, don't just trust me. These are some really hard accreditations to get and 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 I've obtained them. And, you know, to this date, we're still the highest accredited natural brand. And I'm really proud of all of the accreditations we've got. And and they're, you know, those extra ticks. And to me, the Australian made angle of it is super important. Um, Australian made and owned to me is not just about um, supporting local jobs that's super important. Like I love knowing that I'm, I'm contributing to the local economy, but it also means uh, that it's better for the environment because mm. you've got things happening within a certain location rather than necessarily being shipped back and forth and, and things like that. So it definitely does help from that point of view. And I think COVID's taught us mm. one thing, it's about being a community. And I think it's super important to support local more than ever, um, not from just an environmental point of view, but to support all these local families and the local economy so we can continue to thrive and not have to rely on other countries for certain resources. So that's something that, you know, I think is worth considering when you're, when you're looking for a brand. Yeah, and I think that that evolution over 15 years 
and the now very um, articulated mm. concept of circular economy and circular beauty really has um, formalised um, what you just inherently felt and knew was the right thing to do and to the point now where there's like these four key principles mm. of what circular you know beauty is yes um and for anyone that's just interested in, in hearing what they are it just means that rather than where before um sustainability has kind of been built on what end to end mm. um or from cradle to grave it's now the concept of cradle to cradle which mm. is how long can you keep yes. the aspects of that product yes. in play um, for as long as possible um, and minimising the waste along the way. So it's about mm -hmm. the longest life you can get, not just yep. of that base product, but all the other little elements Love that sit it. around yeah. that. So um, just for those people playing at home, just because it's yeah. interesting to know what these things are and if you are starting to research um, different products mm. for yourself. Um, the main key principles of um, circular beauty are where you have um, a situation where that person or that company is working with nature to minimise the waste, which, you know, it seems to be fairly obvious and mm. something that we talk about all the time. Keeping those natural resources in use for as long as possible. So things like fruit and vegetable waste, water, mm. um, you know, olive oil waste, fruit peels, all those things, how yeah. they're being kept in play for as long as possible. Um, avoid the waste, obviously, with packaging and and refills and mm. having those as options um, and then trying to look at how you can then lastly regenerate the natural capital so what are you giving back to the That's earth it. at the end so it's yeah. that whole idea of you know giving back to the earth at the end of it all Absolutely. what are you doing and that's where again where the recycling aspect mm. of things can come into play so it's just interesting that that's now very much a business concept. Yeah. You know, you and I do a lot of reading on these articles and these things and these Yeah, it's almost taboo. If you're not doing it, this is like, well, who are you? Yes. And so, well, you know, we now know this is a formal business process mm. and a formal business philosophy. This is just always has mm. been just as it is mm. for the company, you know, Absolutely. and how it would go about things. So it's funny. It's, it's reaffirming and it, it must is. be really reaffirming for yes. you. Yes, like, thank God. Thank goodness that people are finally getting it. And I think for me it's it's interesting watching these brands sort of backpedaling a little bit to try and get um, these things in place. And ultimately I'm just glad for anyone to do the right thing. Um, but, yes, it is nice to finally not have to over-explain why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Adorns, even though it's been around for 15 years, it's almost like it's that, you know, that cute little Melbourne underground bar somewhere there's still so many people that haven't heard about us because we haven't gone to you know the lengths of you know over advertising we, we do work on word of mouth and things like that and we're lucky we've got such a really strong customer base that are really loyal to us and the philosophies and the lifestyle around using an adorned product it's that whole i can pick up an adorned product and know without a guilty conscience that it's it's Rather than not wearing any makeup at all, it's the next best thing. Mm. Um, you know, it's the most minimal way of looking good mm. um, when it comes to the environment and things like that. And there's also important to note that, you know, I'm a real I'm real passionate about using natural things, but I'm also an advocate for using things that are not necessarily uh, straight from the earth at mm. times. And that is, you know, palm oil is a good example. Like when there's a new buzz ingredient or there's a, an ingredient that's a 
really good one to use for whatever, of course, humans just jump on it and they start to cultivate it, make it. And, you know, often what happens, um, you know, avocados, that's probably a good example, overseas, you know, there's almost a, a mafia involved with that. It's, it's frightening because the amount of money that they make out of these natural products because we want avocado on everything and anything um, means that what happens is you, you get unfortunately sometimes either the environment ruined mm, because of that um, or they start to cut down other things to make way for the, that natural thing so I think it's having an open mind to yes we we want nature but at what cost also and mm. i think it's looking at okay if i'm going to jump on the new bandwagon how is this then destroying possible parts of the earth and and you know there's so many different things that can cause problems with that and it's also local economies of, of people overseas of those ingredients you know um and so one one issue was rosehip oil for me you know this is going back probably 10 years ago um would you believe there was like a cartel issue with getting rosehip from Chile? Um, so it was, yeah, like could not get it for a long time. Be wow. Yeah, because they were just, let's, I'm not going to go into it and scare people, but it was, yeah. it was, it was an issue. It was an issue with some untoward people, mm. um, you know, burning people's crops and things like that because they weren't paying and, and, and whatever else. Anyway, so for my whole thing is mm. that, you know, it's sometimes lab made to the exact, uh, I suppose specification or the exact replication. Thank you. Um, is 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 totally fine. Yes. Um, you know, just because something's natural doesn't mean it's bad either. Um, there's lots of things that are non-natural that are totally fine. There's lots of natural things that are not fine. So yes. it's just do your, your due diligence of what resonates with you, what you think is going to work for you. Don't just listen to any old body. Like mm. do your research because often I'll hear people say, "Oh, I don't want. Um, I don't want." products that have got nanotechnology and I'll say, well, what is that to you? Oh, I don't know. I've just heard it's not good. Mm. Like do your research about mm. things because, you know, just because someone's got an opinion of something doesn't mean it's right. Make mm. sure, you know, these these facts are coming from, um, you know, real sources that actually can back it up. And, and by the way, nanotechnology is um, just the science behind a molecule being small enough to enter the bloodstream. That's it. Nanotechnology is not even bad for you. I mean, you need to have some lotions and potions that have that because it needs to, like, think of, you know, creams, medical creams. Mm. So it's not a bad thing. But yeah, of course, it's, it's fit for purpose. Correct. You probably so, don't want your yeah. makeup with nanotechnology, and I get that. But again, it's just about, about education, doing the right thing, and I think supporting brands that are trying to do the right thing mm. as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And and I think that um, the way that a lot of the Adorn um, customers are a real representation about the whole idea of education, um, you know, now that they're able to so clearly articulate within our communities that we have our social environments, how they have embraced mm. the philosophy of the brand. Oh, no, I love it. And how they now they share their ideas mm. with other you know, members of the community yeah, that what so they're cute. doing, and not only in how they're applying the makeup and what the results are that they're getting from a personal beauty, you know, wellness perspective, but the whole idea around recycling and reusing. And the pictures and, in the group, how cute yeah, are they when yeah. they show us all of the empties yeah. that all they're the sending and how, back. Many, and how many sample bags they're sending back yeah. and how many refill bags they've collected and they're sending yeah. it back in a big batch. And, um, you know, I think that is the real uh, testament of, of, you know, really you can make a difference one person at a time. Oh, absolutely. Um, incrementally. Yeah. No matter how small, it all adds up. Yeah. You know, it all definitely adds up. Yeah.
So it's beautiful to see, especially when the message is good. Mm. You know, if you're trying to promote evil, well, then, you know, mm. that's a different thing. Mm. Yeah. But when you're actually promoting something that is good, it's easy for people to get on board. Um, and, you know, you've made it affordable because, you know, you've educated the, the, the community on you know, because you're now using refills, you're actually spending less yes. on, you know, your date, yep. your your order. Absolutely. Um, so you're able to have all those luxuries items mm. for less than if you buy the full size Absolutely. product. Yeah, so we're, we're rewarding our customers for, for taking that option and, and now even more so because they can actually subscribe so they don't mm. have to do without anything. Like there's mm. nothing worse when you run out of something, especially when you can only access online. So mm. the subscription's great as well and we've got so many customers now with their refills that they've sort of set for two or four or whatever months that it is that it lasts. So, mm. you know, all of these things are really good to see. I'm really proud that we've got such a strong community behind what we're doing. Um, you know, I'm an advocate for people feeling and looking better, but of course, without um, any harm to the animals, of course, the planet and the people. So to me, I just want to use this almost as a bit of a thank you to everybody that's supporting us through yeah. our little circular beauty endeavours. I think so too. And it is wonderful to see. And we really appreciate everyone that gets involved and embraces our things like our Earth Day campaigns and all those other things that we do to promote, you know, Clean Up Australia Day or whatever it is that we're involved yeah. in. Um, and um, we appreciate everyone's um, involvement by sending in photos and their comments and what they do to help educate other members of the community too. So we really implore you, if you're not, jump on our socials, jump Absolutely. on our Facebook page and join our exclusive Adorners community as well. Yeah, because you'll get to hear real real people talking about real things, oh, not yeah. just me talking about how yeah. awesome we are. There's, you know, over 7,000 women in there that are mm. massive advocates of the Adorn brand and the, the lifestyle around it. Correct. Secret Society. There's no handshake, but you just have to request to join that special Facebook group and you can become a part of it too and, and please pose any questions about our podcast um, on that as well. So thank you, Brian, again for another very insightful chat today about our um, circular beauty ethos of the dawn, but it's been around for a long time. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to the Bryony Kennedy Lifestyle Edit. Brought to you by Dawn Cosmetics. Luxury without the guilt. Testing one, two, three.